Hi, and welcome once again to Concepts for Living. We count it a privilege to bring you biblical concepts for contemporary Christian living. I believe that God has a word for you today. In fact, the word that I will be bringing today is simply this. I believe, Lord, help my unbelief. Stay tuned. You're going to be blessed by this message. Now open it to the book of Numbers, and I'll be speaking to you from chapter 20. I'm going to begin at verse 7. And the Lord spake unto Moses, saying, Take the rod, and gather thou the assembly together, thou and Aaron thy brother, and speak ye unto the rock before their eyes, and it shall give forth his water, and thou shalt bring forth to them water out of the rock. So thou shalt give the congregation and their beast drink. And Moses took the rod from before the Lord as he commanded him. And Moses and Aaron gathered the congregation together before the rock. And he said unto them, Hear now, ye rebels, must we fetch you water out of this rock? And Moses lifted up his hand, and with his rod he smote the rock twice. And the water came out abundantly, and the congregation drank, and their beast also. And the Lord spake unto Moses and Aaron, Because ye believe me not to sanctify me, the eyes of the children of Israel. Therefore, ye shall not bring this congregation into the land which I have given them. This is the water of Meribah, because the children of Israel strove with the Lord, and he was sanctified in them. For a theme, I believe, help thou my unbelief. That's our theme. Look at someone and say that. From this Old Testament account of the behavior that has been recorded concerning Moses and the people. It's very much like the scripture declares in Hosea, like people, like priests. Say like people, like, people. like priests. 
Hosea chapter 4, verse 9 is where you'll find that. And what you'll hear God saying there through the prophet is this. Like people, like priests, the Lord said, I will punish them both for their ways and reward them for their doings. Like people, like priests. There is a point where both priests and people come under the judgment of God. Priests and people. There comes a point in time when God's judgment falls on the people and on the priests. Now, I know we don't like that because we kind of have separated and we put the priests up there and the people down here. And we say it's the pew and the pulpit. But from God's perspective, wherever the behavior is not in alignment with his will and his purpose, whether it's in the pulpit or in the pew, will come under his judgment. Now, people will be people. And pastors, many have struggles with the people. You got to be one to know one. Which reminds me of Dale Oldham, the former international speaker on the radio broadcast for the Church of God, Anderson, Indiana. Dale Oldham made a statement once. He said, you know, when I was pastoring, I had a difficult time with my people. He said, uh, so much so until I went before God. And I said, God, the people. God, your people. And God answered back, yes, they are my people. And dear Lord, them said, yes, they are, and you can have them. <laughs> Sometimes it's rough for pastors who are trying to get people to go where God is directing him to take them. Sometimes it's, it, it's difficult when in the pulpit there's faith, but out in the pew there's faithlessness. I said, remember now, there's judgment but ways. Staying with me? What you'll discover, though, is that there are times when the preacher conducts himself, the pastor conducts himself in such a way that it causes the people to act out of Christian character. Let's balance it out. Okay? 
your people. How many of us have said that? Lord, help us. From generation to generation, your people. The context of our text today comes at a time that's 38 years now since they left Egypt. The first generation that left Egypt have just about died out. And Moses is now dealing with their children. He's dealing with a new generation. Say new generation. He's dealing with a new generation with an old problem. For Moses had to deal with the same problem 38 years ago. And now he's dealing with it again with a new generation. Somehow, when you read over in Exodus chapter 17, verse 4, and just read from verse 4 to 7, and you're going to find the alignment with this particular text today. What we discover is that some of the same attitudes, some of the same behavior, some of the same characteristics that were on display 38 years ago is operating today. And we can say amen. amen. Because it's happening right now. People will always be thirsty. Always wanting something. Always wanting more. Always having their own opinion. Always having their personal desires and ambitions and, 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 and personal hopes and dreams. Yes. But somehow along the way, we have to understand that we as pastors have to see it, sometimes endure it, Sometimes it looks like we can hardly make it, but we got to keep our attitude right. We got to keep our spirit right. You got to love the devil out of people, and you're going to have to go through a whole lot of stuff. But God forbid that the preacher becomes the problem. As always, we have three points to this message. One, the opportunity. Two, the opposition. And three, the upon. Now, that's a new word, but stay tuned and you'll get the understanding of it and see how it relates to this whole business of our belief in God. So look what happens. He <laughs> takes the rod and starts hitting the way. God wasn't in it. God help us to discern that with all that we do, somehow we'll know that God is in it. Because God's not in a lot of stuff that we do. Nice things, seemingly appropriate things, things that are different or novel. But is God in it? Is that what God wants? It sounds old-fashioned, and I am old-fashioned. 
But what I'm trying to tell you is that there are some times when we step into new stuff and we get the wrong idea. We get all mixed up. We, we become all personal. And what we do is we mess up God's plan. Look at what happens here. Now Moses heard God, and now Moses is going to say to the people, now, here, all of y'all, you rebels. <laughs> you didn't hear that. I, I got to say it again. <laughs> now, you rebels. Do you think, listen to me, must we fetch you water of the rock? Listen to it. You rebels, must we? Must we? You're not getting it. Must we? And God never intended for them to get the credit for bringing water out of the rock. That's what happens to us when we get over into flesh and into ourselves. That's what happens when we think we're all that. That's what happens when we have had our previous experiences and we think we got this one too. God. God is talking. You rebels, Moses said, but they're God's people. And Moses lifted up his hand and with the rod, he smote the rock twice. That's a second mistake. First, to think it was all about him. Or about them. Because it was he and Aaron. And what he thought was that he was, you know, going to be the kingpin here. He, he's going to be the one that's the resourceful one. He's going to make this thing. Now, you hear people say every now and then, let's make this thing happen, man. That's not kingdom. Kingdom is not making things happen. Kingdom is letting things happen. Oh boy, y'all just, uh, I feel you this morning. Let things happen. Let your light so shine before men that they will see your good works and glorify, come on, and glorify our Father which is in heaven. But the thing I love about God is that in spite of all that mess up, the Bible said when he hit the rock, God never told him to hit it, right? And then he hit it twice, and we'll talk to you about it in a minute on that, but he hit it twice, and God still let water come out. How much? Abundantly. And the congregation drank and their beasts. Who wouldn't serve a God like this? Stop acting like you all that. Stop acting like you've been so perfect. Stop acting like, you know, you've got it all together. Come on, somebody. We've messed up somewhere along the way. But the blessing is that God lets you live. God woke you up this morning. God started you on your way. God opened doors for you. God made ways for you in spite of your mess.
What a wonderful God. Compassionate God. Loving God. Resourceful God. God who is able to take our blows and keep on ticking. Take all of our offenses and keep on blessing. Somebody ought to praise him this morning. What a wonderful God we serve. And so, he's out of order because God never told him to hit it. And certainly God didn't tell him to hit it twice. <laughs> so you're going to have now opposition. Opportunity, opposition. See, the opposition is when God says, go this way. And we say, huh? You ever notice? Sometimes you tell people, would, would, would everyone please lift their hands? And <laughs> you got an odd one. No, I'm telling you. Y'all don't have to say nothing. Just, I, I, I hope you'll still be out there. It's not about you. It's about us. It's when God decides to bless. And that's why God straightened it out. He said, I am God. I cause the rain to fall on the just and on the unjust. I will bless the sinners, God, and I will bless the saints, God. But I must admit, somehow, just because we are near to him, he seems like he blesses us more abundantly because of our association vitally with him. And what you don't understand is that what you are doing outside of believing him does not move him. Like when you begin to believe him. Amen. When we come to God, we must believe that he is. And that he's a rewarder of them that diligently seek him. You don't need to go to Bible school for that. You just got to listen. You don't need to go to Bible college to get that. No, no. What you need to do is understand that what you can Move God by, you have it. If you can have the faith to believe that God is, that's the first thing. Second, that he is a rewarder of those that diligently seek him, you're going to start to see some things happening. Well, we sincerely trust that you've been blessed and challenged through this word and that now you will appreciate how God wants to manifest the supernatural right before your eyes, bringing water out of a rock. Oh my. And the greatest of all is that Jesus is that rock, the rock of ages, cleft for us. Oh my, what a wonderful truth that God has given us in this word. And so I want you to continue to tune our way and if you want to be support to us that we may expand upon our efforts to get the word out, then our announcer will give you some direction as to how you can be supporters of what we are doing for heaven's sake. So then, until next time, when we shall come to you with more concepts for living, may God bless you and yours. 
Thank you for viewing Concepts for Living. If you would like a CD, DVD, or download the entire message, go to our website, www.fcogchapel.org. We would like to hear from you. Please send an email for prayer or send a praise report on how God is blessing you through this program. We invite you to join us again for another Concepts for Living.